0: Hi, welcome to another episode of Tell Me How You're Mighty, Infidelity Survival Stories. I'm Tracy Shorn, otherwise known as Chump Lady, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Gorrell. And today's guest is...
1: Bad Relationship Advice.
0: Today and in future podcasts, Sarah and I will be discussing key tenets of the reconciliation industrial complex. You know, the affair-proof-your-marriage folks, the follow-the-recipe-carefully-for-39.99 installments... Today's bullshit is the 180. If you've ever spent any time on infidelity forums, you're probably familiar with the term coined by therapist Michelle Weiner Davis of Divorce Busting Fame. It is a set of instructions for chumps to follow after they've been cheated on, how to conduct oneself so that your cheater will sit up and take notice. So Sarah, I'm going to run some of this 180 past you and then and you can run them past me. I've sent you a list that came from the Divorce Busting Resource Center. And you can tell me if you've ever done this. And if so, how did that work out?
1: Oh, or can, dear. Oh, or you can just yeah. I've, it. I've just looked through the list and I feel quite embarrassed that, yes, I have done quite a lot of these, but um, we'll talk about how it actually worked out.
0: Um, well, I, I was before. a chump too. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is just, I just sent you a small smattering. I think there's like 40 items and some of them are redundant and contradict each other, but You know, just to confuse you further. Okay, here's the first one I highlighted. Do not ask for help from family members.
1: So make sure that you're nice and alone and alienated and and on your own with this. Um, Actually, uh, that one I didn't do um, because I've always been somebody that talks to people, and uh, that that to me is so alien. Mm-hmm. I just I, I talked to my family. I talked to my friends. I know that this is a, a big thing on these uh, the reconciliation for, you know, keep it to yourself. Don't right. undermine relationship. If you tell somebody else, it's kind of undermine. No, I I did tell people and I'm glad I did because I think it's healthy.
0: Yeah, yeah I told people too.
1: I can't imagine that is so alien to me. You know, it's 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 what abusers do is alienate their victims from their support network, and it just seems astounding yeah. that
0: somebody is offering advice to get people to do that themselves. Ridiculous. Well, they, I mean, this therapist clearly doesn't see this as abuse, but I totally agree with you. And I think the argument that the reconciliation people make is that. Well, if you tell people, like if you if you told your family, now they're gonna hate the cheater, and it's gonna be harder to reconcile because your family's gonna be set against them, and they're gonna know this private thing that's just between you know the two of you, and it could influence their opinion of this person. Um, and I just think I think that's madness on many levels. I, assuming you could have an authentic reconciliation and. I am a huge skeptic, but assuming that was possible, I think you would have to stop and take your medicine and and recognize that the person that you've traumatized is absolutely free to speak about this. It happened. It's the truth. And you're just further traumatizing them by making them carry your secrets and secrets are how you got into this mess. So that's our first nugget of really bad relationship advice. So, I just, I, I just wonder, wonder, I I know what
1: the reasoning is behind, is behind this, but it's just such a, a ridiculous piece of advice. I would be stunned if many people were able to, to follow that through.
0: I don't know. All right. You choose a favorite.
1: Be cheerful, strong, outgoing and attractive. <laughs> of course, it's your fault, isn't it, that your other half is having an affair because you're not cheerful, strong, outgoing and attractive. You're sort of a bit of a wet lettuce and you've driven them to it.
0: Well, yeah. And if you flag, if you do not, you know, if you fail to be strong, outgoing and attractive, you know, the dick may wander.
1: (laughs) Did you do this then? Did you get yourself into into joyful, happy, outgoing, attractive mode? Because obviously the uh, previous mode wasn't up to scratch.
0: I I know. when I was a newlywed. um, No, when I found out I spent a lot of time puking. um, I, I was like, physically like knocked out from this revelation. Um, The last thing I felt was cheerful. No, I was not cheerful. I I was grinding my teeth and puking and sobbing and having my hair fall out. And I mean, it was it was rough, man. So I, I just think this is total nonsense. And also, it minimizes how traumatic it is to go through this. I mean, maybe I will give Michelle Weiner Davis the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she's saying, oh, we're doing this six months to a year later. But even then, when you think about this experience of discovering your partner's double life, I don't think cheerful is the first thing that's going to come to mind. And I think it's this idea of like, well, you know, I'm harumph. I'm fine without you. Look at me being fabulous, which is just a way of doing the pick-me-dance. It is the pick-me-dance is what this is encouraging. Um, And also, I would would say do it for yourself. You know, try
1: and do it for yourself, but not not for them. But it's it's, you're so right. It's so difficult to do. And I think you hear about the divorce diet where people lose a lot of weight, and I did. I lost. I I wasn't overweight, but I lost an enormous amount of weight. Mm -hmm. And I looked. I thought I would looked amazing because, of course, I I was thinner than I'd ever been. And I look back on the photos now, and I just looked um looked ill and and worried and. And it's it's asking you to be something you're not. You know, yeah. who would have a reaction to what's going
0: on? It's totally inauthentic, and and also, I if you have no experience, and who does, right? Nobody has this happen to them and knows how to navigate it. And then you you get advice like this from a so-called expert, and you think you're grieving all wrong. You're like, oh, other people discover the hooker habit and are strong, outgoing, and attractive. Really, like it doesn't rock their world you know, they're not in a ball, like catatonic from this knowledge, you know, I, to me, it's it is really, um, it's such a mind mindfuck. It, it's, you know, and again, I, I understand the batshit crazy impulse where this is coming from, which is, you know, pull yourself up by your socks and, you know, put a brave face on and, you know, they'll see what they're missing. You know, I, it, it's, yeah, I agree with you be be all these things for yourself with people who love you people who you can be safe with, but absolutely not to your abuser. Okay, it's my turn to pick one. Um, Do not spy on your spouse.
1: Don't spy. So, so again, um, no, I didn't follow that because I just, I just had to know. I, I, I did all sorts <laughs> of investigations, and um, although initially I did dismiss some of the behaviour that was going on and thought, oh no, you know, he's the the fact that he's disappearing off with his phone and he's on the phone for for hours. It really is work that's talking to him. It really is, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but why wouldn't you want to know what was happening? Why a spy is such a negative word as well? It turns you into some kind of weird, creepy individual that wants right. to know stuff that you're not entitled to, to know. It's not spying, is it, to, to want to know if your your
0: other half is, is cheating on you? Well, right. And they've already demonstrated that they're deceitful. So you're, you know, you can say trust, but verify or whatever. It's putting the onus on you to not be the bad guy spying versus no, they have violated your trust. And they should be demonstrating transparency to you. And to say don't, to don't, yeah, I get it. it's it's victim blaming, right? you're you're not spying on them. Are you being vigilant? I mean, it's a whole this could be a topic of a whole, you know, podcast in and of itself, an episode. But my feeling is when you're GPSing their car and when you're doing deep dives and you're hacking their like the trust is gone, give up. It's over, you know. This is not your best self. Um, but I, I completely understand why people do it because they've been gaslighted to levels of insanity. You know, it is the theft of your reality, and you are trying desperately to figure out what's real and what's a lie. And the person you're partnered with doesn't want to tell you what's going on, right? Because that would, they're not leading with unvarnished honesty here. Um, so, so yeah, I understand why people spy to not spy is to say, oh, I'm going to trust you. I'm just going to give you a blank check of my trust and you're not going to risk my health, my finances, my children's home life, whatever it is. Um, and I know from literally millions of stories on the blog that that's exactly what happens to, to people. Um, you know, it, get, it there's gets, no, worse. there's no
1: time scale on this either. So I'm just thinking if you follow, how long are you supposed to follow this, this advice for before you finally give up? So you're supposed to be this cheerful, joyful, happy, attractive individual, and you're supposed to ask no questions at all, or yes. not investigate what your, what your partner is up to when clearly they are up to no good. Yeah. Well, how I'm, long, you, how long do you follow this through this advice? Well, did you, did you, what did you see the
0: last one? Did you see the last one? It's, um, it's that don't give up. Don't give up. So if it didn't, if these things didn't work out for you, it's because you gave up, Sarah, you gave up.
1: So so that's where we failed. That's Number 33,
0: do not give <laughs> up. No matter how dark it is or how bad you feel, no matter how much this advice blows up in your face, do not give up.
1: So basically you follow the advice and yeah. it doesn't get you anywhere. And then it's your fault when it all goes wrong because you gave up.
0: That's right. That's right. You weren't not cheerful, strong and attractive enough. No. Okay. Yeah. Pick another one.
1: There's so many. Right. Um, again, this is fairly similar. If you're in the habit of asking your spouse her whereabouts, ask nothing. That is, is sort of very similar to, to the last one as well, isn't it? A lot of this, this advice is kind of a, a different way of writing the same thing. And this is, again, cheerful <laughs> and attractive. Do not be nasty, angry or even cold. Mm -hmm. Just pull back and wait and see if the spouse notices and more important, realises what she will be missing. This is all the pick me dance, isn't it really?
0: It is. Yeah. And you know that you made him or her wander by being nasty, angry and cold.
1: So really all this advice could be incorporated into just one piece of advice, which is let them do whatever they fancy. Don't question them. Don't be nasty. Be some joyful individual and uh, dancing around, telling them how magnificent they are. That's pretty much the crux <laughs> of it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. And and if it doesn't work, I think you missed a spot. I don't, I, I think you faltered. You, you had a bad feeling, and um, you should blame yourself really. Just blame yourself. I, I, the
1: whole nasty- the la- it's the language in this as well. It's all focusing. It's 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 kind of focusing on you as the as the blamed person do not be desperate or needy yeah. even when you're hurting more than ever and you are desperate and needy so desperate and needy it's so negative it implies that you are some sort of sad sad individual it doesn't imply that the kind of behavior that's going on is what would
0: make anybody like that yeah exactly i mean and and think about it i mean if you look at it through the lens of abuse which we do if somebody hit you if they pistol whipped you if they pushed your face into a window or something would a therapist go don't be sad desperate or needy you know no we would think that was appalling that that was, <laughs> it was terrible I mean so to, to give someone this advice is to is not to recognize that they're completely traumatized I mean I think of um, Martina who we had here you know the other week who, you know, her husband would just abandon her and three children periodically. How could that? You have deep sunk costs with somebody. How could you not feel anything but desperate, and needy if you thought your husband was just going to wander out and the world was going to drop out from under you at any moment? You know, I yes, it, it, abandonment will make you feel desperate, sad, and needy. You know, um, don't feel those things. This is just it's. Crazy! It's crazy making. I'm just, I'm just trying. Have you? So, so have you?
1: Let's, let's look at some more of these points. Then, is there anything that you can see that you think? Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a point
0: there that might work. I, you know, I, hmm. you know, it's like all the best propaganda. There's always a little nugget of truth or nugget of, you know, something good that then gets twisted. You know, one of them is like never lose your cool. Yes, absolutely, don't lose your cool. You know, if it's if it feels good, don't do it. you know, no revenge, no, no contact. That's what I preach. No contact. Get away.
1: Because I'm, because I'm looking at some of these and I'm thinking, yeah, this is good advice. Take care of yourself, be strong and confident. But yeah. I think key is in the yourself. And I think be strong and confident. Know that you can manage without them. You do not need them. It just needs a little bit of elaboration. Some of this advice.
0: Right. But did you see that it's contradictory? You're saying you don't need them, but then you also want them to realize what they will be missing. You know that that says that you're still tied to them. You still care what they think. You're still doing this performative crap that you don't feel all to win a cheater. And you know. And the other thing is, all of this advice assumes and props up their entitlement. You know. I I
1: just I find the language surrounding this really interesting as well. So we're desperate and needy because obviously um, of because of their behavior. But then it says, um, they number thirty two, don't believe any of what you hear and less than fifty percent of what you see. Your spouse will speak in absolute negatives because they they're hurting and scared. Oh. Bless them.
0: If we're well, desperate and needy, they're hurting and scared. They're hurting and scared. This is the timid forest creature that I talk about. You can't you can't bring it up, Sarah, because this is very, very painful for them. Harder. Harder, really. Much harder than it is for you and yeah don't ask them questions you know and and if they want to talk about their complicated love rhombus you have to listen carefully they may be grieving because they are sad and scared they're a very timid creature though that needs some
1: gentle handling if you look at this advice so there's, a, there's a, it's <laughs> it's going to be a delicate balancing life, uh, act getting this all absolutely right so we've got to be patient yes we've got to- strong and confident but we can't be overly enthusiastic because no. we might frighten them so cheerful, we can't but not confident. too cheerful no and we can't be too strong and confident because that might come across as overly enthusiastic and that might be terrifying for our <laughs> poor hurting scared individual i mean this is quite a tricky array of emotions and behavior to get your head round and to get absolutely right so that you don't lose your special Cheetah, that you don't backslide from your harder
0: earned yeah. well I mean the whole I was gonna I mean we can segue a moment from the 180 but I was taking a deep dive into the website from whence this came divorce busters Michelle Wiener Davis and there's a whole thing about the terror of being a single mother and why she got into divorce mother divorce busting and it is you know it of course, it wasn't cited, but it's essentially how your children are going to turn out terrible, Sarah, because you're a single mother. And I, there is nothing I hate more than this fear-mongering of people. <laughs> women, it usually happens in women, you know, that you're going to lose your status, that you're going to be a bad mother, that your children will suffer. And it's always put on the chump, right? It's always put on the chump. You're the bad guy. You're going to bail. You're going to be the person who causes the divorce because you weren't cheerful, whatever, and confident, versus no, this person who you don't control and you don't control the situation, drove your relationship into a ditch and harmed it beyond measure. And the same thing to do is to get away from the chaos and the dysfunction and stop modeling it to your children. Now, the whole, will you suffer economically? Is it going to be hard? Yeah, and and speaking of the United States, we don't have the kind of social safety net that we should, and we don't support, you know, single mothers and families and family leave and all that like we should. But those are systemic problems that, that has nothing to do with the quality of your parenting. Um. Anyway, I, I hate those. <sighs> I, I, yeah. It kind of ties
1: in with this advice as well, sort of being um, not terribly authentic. So pre- presenting this cheerful, strong, attractive, joyful image. What what this advice is saying is you don't want to be a single parent, is just pretend, uh, you know, present this false family because the likelihood is, is you are already a single parent. They're already going out and yeah. about. You're not allowed to question them as they go out and about, probably spending family money, not there for the children. And you might not feel like you're a single parent, but you probably, I mean, I now know I look back now and I think actually I I had a fifth child. I was a single parent, but I was a single parent. Plus I was dancing around after a fully grown child as well. And being a single parent and knowing you're a single parent, you can deal with that. It's a lot easier than being a two family parent and dealing with all sorts of antics and shenanigans and someone that's lying and cheating and telling you things and you don't know where they are, but you're not allowed to spy on them. And then yeah. when they come home, you've got to, you've got to be joyful and attractive and, but not overly enthusiastic. I mean, when you start to analyze this advice, it's just ridiculous.
0: But it, it, it is the advice. I mean, this, at least when it happened to me, this this was the only advice out there. And I was talking to Paul, my husband about it this morning, <laughs> you know, I, I hadn't looked at this stuff in, eons. And it just, the further out I am from this experience, the more absurd and maddening this kind of advice seems. And he pointed out, he goes, it's a recipe. See, that's where it gets chumps. It's a recipe. And when you're going through this and you're so vulnerable and your world is spiraling out of control, here's someone going, if you do steps one through 34, you can fix this you know, you can get the control back. You can feel safe and secure again. You just have to follow the recipe. You have to do the steps. And to people, people who are feeling powerless and out of control, this is so seductive. It's so seductive. And then and it doesn't work, you're like, oh, I wasn't cheerful. <laughs> you know, like, then you if blame you yourself.
1: This is all about removing any of your own control as well. So this one, all questions about marriage should be put on hold until your spouse wants to talk about it, Mm -hmm. which may be a while because, of course, they're hurting and they're scared and they might You'll be, I suppose, tying in with the other advice, you'll be being overly enthusiastic if you try and barge in and try and get them to to talk about things.
0: You don't want to be nasty, angry or cold
1: it's 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 telling you to be pass- and, and I and I did follow this kind of device because there's a lot of it out there and I I, I, I had one where they gave you a daily email just telling you what, what you should do and I used to religiously follow this oh god and um it didn't work it didn't work it just it just got me I mean it was joyful it was brilliant for him because what it meant <laughs> was he could he had his affair I knew by this point that he was having an affair And I just had to be the passive little woman at home, putting on the makeup, cooking his food, never asking any questions, allowing him. I remember there was, there's one moment that sticks in my mind and it was when the children were very young when he left and we were, we would, it was a Saturday and we'd been doing baking or something. So there was, there was me and there was the four children around the kitchen table making cakes. It was like one of those, those joyful family scenes.
0: Aww. And
1: he, he, he then went, Oh, I'm, I've got to go to, I'm going to, to a lad's um night now. And I knew he wasn't going to what? a lad's. And I, and I just had to let him go. And he turned back, he looked at me with the children and we were doing exactly this advice. You know, we, we, we couldn't have been the more, More idyllic little family scene, but he still turned his back on it, and he still left us there baking the cakes while he went off to do well something less wholesome with his his affair partner. So, so why should why should should I have carried? Should I still be baking cakes? With the the teenagers, might not be so keen now. But should (laughs) should I still not be asking questions and baking cakes? I think item number
0: thirty three, Sarah. Do not give up no matter (laughs) what, no matter how dark it is or how bad you feel. More cakes. Right, okay. uh,
1: More cakes. So let me tell you about the day that I did give up um, because I'd done all this stuff and it went on for months because I didn't want to be on my own with four children. I was terrified. The day I gave up was the day that I realised he'd actually had two separate Christmas dinners with two different families and found the receipts to to prove this. And I thought, right, that's, that was it. That was the line that he'd, he'd crossed. So all my hard work was was to no, no good. But that was the best thing I ever did, giving up. Yeah. Why shouldn't you give up on someone? Why
0: shouldn't you give up on someone who's abusing you? Exactly. It's sane and healthy. Why is the advice so screwed up? I mean, yeah, he can take his two Christmases and stuff them up. It's Christmas cracker. I don't, I mean, like what a horrible person to do that. I, yeah. Why? I mean, that is the $64 million question. Why are you pick me dancing? Why is that the advice? Why are we assuming that somebody did this is somebody that you, the chump should exert more effort to win back. I mean, that, that's the, the, conceit of this advice is that they're a prize and you know you're you're kind of pathetic you're kind of chumpy you're sad you're not perky you got to work on that you know and maybe they will grace you with their favor maybe your cakes will be good enough Sarah you know and and he'll come back It's it's so contradictory as well this advice it says
1: act as if you're moving on with your life but then don't move on with your life Mm-hmm. it's all about playing a role that that is it's it's about us being as inauthentic as they're being
0: yeah and you know what it's good advice if you want to be a fake cyborg person i mean if those are your values you want to be a stepford wife you want to be i don't know a fake person fronting a fake life yeah follow the 180 by michelle Wiener davis i, I But yes, if you want to be an authentic person, you don't want to, you know, die by a thousand cuts and then, yeah, don't follow this advice. Also, I can't, we, we can't go a whole podcast without mentioning the patriarchy, but doesn't this just strike you as incredibly misogynistic? I mean, I guess they're trying to write it for both men and women. It's terrible advice, whatever your gender orientation, but... Yeah, there's a whole overlay of don't question him, don't don't rock the boat. You know, be a, a good submissive it's, also, it's
1: just so hugely contradictory as well so you're supposed to be strong and confident
0: mm-hmm. but
1: you're also supposed to not focus on yourself when communicating with your spouse so I, I'm assuming that that means you sit there and listen to their great pearls of wisdom as opposed to taking <laughs> part in the in the conversation so as, as someone that's not allowed to uh, focus on yourself in a, in a conversation mm-hmm. then you're not being strong and confident are you so, which one do you do? Is twenty-eight better advice, or is thirty-one <laughs> when you're not allowed to focus on yourself, despite the fact that that you've been told to be strong and confident? But suddenly, you're not allowed to be strong and confident because you've got to sit there and provide an audience to right. to, to I don't know whatever words of wisdom he's coming out with.
0: Yeah, don't focus. That's number thirty-one. Do not focus on yourself when
1: communicating with your spouse. Yeah, and you're supposed to focus on somebody who you're not allowed to believe what you hear because they're speaking in absolute negatives because they're hurting and scared. But you're not allowed (laughs) to point that out because you're not allowed to focus on yourself when communicating with your spouse. So you're supposed to be not believing what you're listening
0: to, but listen to it anyway, because they're hurting and scared. Right. And you you also forgot the one where you're not supposed to question them. You're not you're not supposed to ask. That's number 16. Ask nothing. (laughs) <laughs> ask nothing. Number 22 or number 23, do not argue about how they feel. So if they say I am a scared and timid forest creature, Sarah, you cannot say, no, you're a man who had two Christmases and is screwing around on me. That is not allowed.
1: And, and you're, you're also not allowed to say very much either. So you can't focus on yourself. And if you usually start the conversation, be scarce or short on words. So mm. we're supposed to be a little bit mysterious as well. Just a couple of words. Yeah. It's, it's the more you look at this, the 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 more ludicrous
0: mm. this becomes. Yeah, totally. I, I I like number seven too. Do not ask for reassurances. Yeah, don't. That would be needy and desperate. I guess we're being redundant again, but we can't ask for reassurances. Like, do I still have? a 401k did you spend it on sex workers like what like what kind of reassurances can you not ask for is it's like do you still love me that kind of thing or is it where's the money or who's going to take care of the kids I mean like what reassurance is kind of wide open there like what and again it's it's the fact that this is so baffling that you can only conclude as a chunk that you've done it wrong (laughs) you know like it's all on you and you screwed up.
1: And also you're supposed to be. So So the other one I, I, I quite like is no matter what you're feeling today, only show your spouse happiness and contentment. Show <laughs> him oh, someone he she would want to be around. Well, surely would you really want to be around someone who's being very scarce and short on words, someone who's not having a proper conversation because they're only focusing on you? And um someone who is 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 being strong and confident but not overly enthusiastic I mean surely someone that you want to be around is someone who is a genuine person not someone who's following a whole list of instructions and desperately trying to be something that they're
0: really not Sarah that is the wrong answer the right answer is be a good spouse appliance your feelings are <laughs> irrelevant like just make those cakes and shut up about it just <laughs> Does like, actually work? I mean, are there people that have followed these
1: these rules and have actually come out the other side and are are still going strong? I
0: I can't quite see that,
1: to be honest.
0: I don't know if you go. There's probably testimonials on the page, but i I am highly skeptical. Um, I've just I've been blogging for eleven years, and refugees from these kinds of programs wash up on my shores every single day telling me how this advice failed them spectacularly so and that's probably because we didn't do all the steps correctly you know it's our fault (laughs) like i i don't think that we were cheerful strong outgoing and attractive enough no sadly
1: not i i i I do do remember one of the because i remember one of the things my husband said to me one of one of his great lines that i'll never quite forget is that he said one of the reasons that he had an affair was because we had children and she didn't. And so she never asked about babysitters. She, he, he went, the problem with you is we could never go out because you'd always bring babysitters into it. And it's like, yes, of course, because actually these aren't my four children. These are your four children as well. Oh, my God. And babysitting is kind of a thing when, you know, they're, they're two, three, 18 months. You don't really just leave, leave them unattended. And the irony that I found was as well was that, she didn't have to ask about babysitting because I was doing, I was, I was the one you were doing
0: besides the completely irrelevant issue of it would never come up for her because she doesn't have any children. It'd be like saying, you never asked me about quadratic equations. Well, I'm not a mathematician, you know, like why? Like it's just such an unfair playing field. I mean, yeah, it's it's nuts. It, it's it's the mind fuck blender, as I call it. Just never ask. I mean, and that that would be on my list, right? Like, don't ask. Don't ask them. <laughs> like, you're not you're not going to get a satisfactory answer, and you're going to get a blame shifty answer. It, it's because they can, because because they want to, because they're not deep, because they don't care about you, um, and. Yeah, all this does I think is make it easier for cheaters to cheat and to keep their entitlement alive. I mean, imagine this. It, isn't it weird that it's all written for the chump? It's not written for the cheater. There's nothing on here going, you know, they're a little broken right now. You might want to like <laughs> you know, not tell them how the affair partner doesn't ask about babysitters. Like maybe that would hurt Sarah's feel. And like there's no advice on here about how not to be an asshole. It's just completely geared the chump because guess who's buying these desperate services and hiring the reconciliation industrial complex? It it's chumps, it's frightened people, it's sad and desperate people, you know. That that's who's buying this the people who want to follow the recipe, who are so desperate for order in the face of chaos, that's who buys this crap. Um, and people profit from it.
1: What's interesting as well is number 34. It says, mm. do not backslide from your hard-earned changes. What hard-earned changes? You know, I did a lot of this stuff. Mm. There was no changing that went on. There might have been a bit of a pretense once in a while that went on, but that yeah. was about it. There weren't any genuine changes because how are you going to get genuine changes when you're effectively, you're validating their behavior. By, by sitting at home, being cheerful, strong, outgoing and attractive, not questioning anything, listening to everything they're they're doing, you're almost saying, here's a reward. Here's a reward for your behaviour. I'm going to be the most compliant, easygoing person ever. I'm going to effectively say that what you're doing is fine because I'm not going to challenge it. I'm going to take responsibility for myself for your behaviour and I'm going to be this perfect person for you to come home to, who never asks any questions. I mean, how on earth is that going to make anybody who's proved themselves to be selfish and self-centered, how is that going to going to change their behavior? In fact, it is going to make them think, oh, look at me, this was a brilliant idea to have an affair because look what I've managed to achieve at home as well.
0: Well, according, according to what it says here is that they're going to see what they're missing. They're gonna see what they're missing because you're gonna be a new improved you, Sarah. You're gonna be so nice and not angry, and you're not gonna ruffle their feathers, and you're not gonna hold this whole two Christmas thing against him. And (laughs) you know he's gonna say, "Boy, you know that Sarah, she's cool. She's cool. She gets me. She she loves me unconditionally." Because that's always what it's about, right? So I was unconditioned. There's so many conditions for you. You weren't cheerful, outgoing, and attractive, but. For them, there's no conditions and and that's how it's gotta be. You just love them unconditionally, don't snoop, don't be mad, don't ask questions, be patient, um, don't ask for assurances, and we'll, uh, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll pick you. Maybe they'll maybe, pick you. Maybe, but they didn't,
1: did they? Look at us, us two, two embittered individuals that didn't follow this wise advice. Look where it's got yeah. us, it's got well. us a life, it's got us away from this, it's got us to the point where we're not. <laughs> constantly trying to work out what they're up to and what they're going to do next and who That's they're going right. to bring into the equation I just I you know can you remember the moment that you uh, as number 34 said um did the thing where you backslide from your hard-earned changes or did you never get to number 34? Oh did you I, I was
0: I was a failure at all of this. <laughs> I was a kraken. Were crackin, you nasty unleashed? and angry? Were you? We nasty <laughs> and was, angry. Andrew G. Marshall had it right. I was a I was a bitter bunny. I oh. I was I was a kraken. I was angry. Um You and you
1: had too many words, didn't you? You weren't scarce or short on words. You said stuff. You did, didn't you? It's your fault. I did.
0: I said things. I did. I said things. Oh, I, I also an inveterate snooper. I'm like, look, we're both journalists. We know how to find things. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you know. Give me a database I so you know i'll make some phone calls i'll call i'm not you know i'm not shy about finding things out so yeah I did I did all the wrong things, which is probably why i'm not married to a sociopathic cheater any longer I I'm married to a good man so and that that's what I got for not following this advice I got a new better improved life so only you've been a little more patient and a little less
1: argumentative You I gotta say I think you know
0: you're you're a single mom I was a single mom for many years I think our kids turned out pretty damn great I like to speak up for the single mothers you know all this fear-mongering do this or you know your children are doomed no they they turned out great thanks you know, mine's twenty six. I he's he's a nice young man.
1: And as 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 my friend Jeff said to me um, when I was when I was expressing concern about bringing the children up on my own, he said, "Look, Sarah, you've got a fifth child going on there. It's not going. to, You know, you you're already doing it." And I think a lot of people do forget that. I think yeah. uh, you know, so many people are doing all the work anyway. They are yeah. the sensible parent, and they forget about that.
0: Right. Don't, don't, my God, why on earth? I I think the most, the worst thing you could do is steps one through 34 in front of your children to just model this, do this kabuki theater of inauthenticity. (laughs) It, you do far more damage to your children than throwing out a toxic person who's cheating on you. Um, so yeah, that's number 28 be strong and confident. It's just what are we being strong and confident about? I'm my strong and confident and getting the jerk out of your life, that that would be my advice. I, I, I would agree with Michelle Wiener Davis for number 28. Be strong and confident. Well, yeah. Sarah, I think we have to choose a fuckwit of the week, so. Do you,
1: think, do you think it should be the person that dispensed this wise advice?
0: Yes. They're shameless,
1: unreliable,
0: and gobsmackingly entitled. It's fuckwit of the week. And our fuckwit of the week is Michelle Wiener Davis of Divorce Busting for giving us the 180. Oh, that's a fuckwit. That wraps another episode of Tell Me How You're Mighty. You want to leave us a mighty story or a fuckwit of the week submission? Check out our new website, tellmehowyourmighty.com. That's yours, spelt Y-O-U-R-E. We've got all the episodes, show notes, links to our guests, and you can see the tea room where Sarah and I first met. If you enjoyed this episode, please review the podcast and follow us. Thanks. See you next week.